This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to another episode of the GA Statsman podcast and I hope you're all keeping wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley and on today's show I welcome on GA Zone editor Patrick Sharkey to talk about the upcoming action this weekend. Now you might remember Patrick was on episode 1 of the podcast and also episode 12 talking about COVID issues and now Patrick is back to talk about the weekend's action. Please bear in mind that this chat was taking place before the News broke out about Kerry and Tyrone being cancelled for Sundays on the next Saturday now. And also Cork and Meath in the ladies football will now be playing in Crow Park rather than Chum. I'd like to remind you about our sponsors today at fortunefavors.ie. There's a discount code on their website that you can use to get 10% off your orders. It's called Statsman10. Put it in in all caps and you get 10% off any order that you shop on fortunefavors.ie. Now let's get cracking with the preview. So I'm here with GA's own editor Patrick Sharkey just to talk about the weekend's action. It's a big weekend coming up between All-Ireland semi-finals in men's and ladies football. And of course, the All-Ireland final in the under 20 between Offaly and Roscommon should, should be a very interesting game. So looking forward to this chat, definitely. So Patrick, it's been a while since you've been on my podcast. You've been on episode one, you've been on episode 12. And even back at episode 12, we were talking about COVID issues at the GA during the winter and whether GA will come back or not. But look at it now, fans are in the stadium, the sun's out. It's absolutely brilliant to see, isn't it? It is brilliant to see. It absolutely is uh, brilliant to see. You know, we're always talking about game fans. Like, look, you know, I know, I understand a lot of us, you know, we're watching the Euros, jealous of going there, you know, and I was actually meant I was actually signed up to be a media volunteer and they've Eva Stadium, but that never really worked out, the Euros. But yeah, look, it's... um. That there, like, you know, when the lock looks slowly but surely, we're getting back fans, you know, and all I'm hoping for, you know, if there doesn't seem to be any cases from any of these large sporting events, you know, and um, once no cases get recorded, you know, the GA gets permission to further and other sporting bodies, of course, to further increase capacities, and then eventually, you know, we finally get that holy grail, that finally, you know, that that full house roar of a crew park, maybe, just, um, yeah. So yeah, look, it's 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 brilliant to see, you know, and um, you know, obviously, you know, and there's uh, you know, there's always the atmosphere, you know, and um, yeah, look, it's good to see, and even if you can't get the game, you know, you'll you'll have the option of going to a pub and just maybe interacting with other fans. So yeah, it's good to see. It's absolutely brilliant to see, and even the twenty four thousand at the car game yesterday, I thought it was an outstanding atmosphere, and you would have thought there'd be eighty thousand at the game. Judging by the, the sound of the crowd in that game, it was absolutely brilliant to see. But obviously, Patrick, you are a Donegal man. Disappointment at the end after losing to your rivals, Tyrone. Michael Murphy getting sent off. A horrible end of the year, really. It was so promising. Like, you performed well enough against Down, Dublin in the league. You performed well in the league semi-final. 
Derry you got over the line, but against a very good Derry side. Uh, were you disappointed in how the season ended for Donegal in the end? I you would be like, you know, when there's always, you know, there's always going to be, you know, look, don't get me wrong. I come from the absolute spoilt generation of Donegal fans. You know, um, you know, we won in 2011, we won our sixth ever Ulster title. And then whatever, back in 2019, we won number, t- we won number 10, I believe, maybe number, yes. So um, it would have been massive, massive, um, for the county, you know, so you know, we went so in my life, like team, we went from five Ulster championships, ten Ulster champions, and it's one all Ireland, two all Ireland. So everything's got twice as good as Donegal fans. Um, so I was going, you know, and um, yeah, look, it's a it's, it is a disappointing end, and you know, but you know, we won seven out of the last ten games against Tyrone, so. You know, it was like kind of Tyrone Rasco so many times. Like, and I thought, you know, if this is a proper rivalry, we're not going to beat Tyrone so many times. Like, you're, you're going to lose someone. Unfortunately, it's that's just the way it is. It's similar to the Cork footballers and maybe the Galway footballers as well. Like, you know, a, a backdoor would have done us favors, you know, but maybe there's other counties like Leitrim and Sligo. It probably wouldn't have, to be honest. Like, so, you know, um, it's tough, you know, but. Genuinely, one positive I would take, you know, from the league and championship since 2008, Michael Murphy has been our main man. And um, the very fact now that he's injuries and cards and everything, you know, if we can learn to play without Michael Murphy, you know, Michael Murphy is 32 now. He is not going to play forever. We need to be realistic about it. So I think for the future, Donny, we need to prepare for a post-Michael Murphy future. Play him in all the big championship games, you know, but maybe, you know, don't be so over-reliant on him, you know, and maybe... You know, and, and he's getting slower, so you're not gonna you're not gonna be as you you shouldn't be as dependent on him. You should be, you know, dependent on your Jamie Brennan, your Michael Langan, your Kieran Thompsons to get the job done. You know, so you know there just needs to be. Um, I think that was a massive step forward, but over on that, yes, a disappointing ending. You know, and um, probably the league was a bit of a joke of a competition. There was no final, so I'm not really gonna take that too serious. But. As for the championship, it is a bit disappointing, you know, but, you know, Paddy McBurdy, you know, uh, saved the day, you know, and obviously down was a very impressive one, you know, Murphy not playing most of the game, but yeah, that's just uh, the way some things are, you know, but hopefully 2022 we can kick on and bring back the Ulster Championship. Yeah, absolutely. And even you mentioned the qualifier system now this year that should have been in place. Like, I think they're implementing a tier two system now next year, so... So I go Leitrim wouldn't have actually gone into the qualifiers. It would have been the likes of Donegal, Galway, Derry because they got promoted to Division 2, Cork. Do you think the GA should have had a qualifier system for counties? I think especially for the likes of Offaly and Derry to give them at least a chance of going further into the Sam Maguire Cup. Um, like, like, there's, like, of course I want it. But let's be honest about it. Like, Donegal are in the same boat, and like I think it's next week, next week or maybe even be two weeks time. We play our county final from twenty twenty, and I don't know what the situation is with Cork, you know. And there's um other counties the same, like so. You know that's obviously the priority. You know, oh Larry McCarthy, you know the few interviews he's had, he seems to be very club to the fore, you know, which is good to see, like because ninety eight percent of players within the association are club only, so. I think it's good to see club um, getting its priority. So that would be um, very important, you know. So, yeah, I, d- I definitely um, 
think that um, it would be the best uh, step forward, um, you know, just to prioritize public. It's, I think it's a tough bow, you know, but I feel, you know, uh, there, there should have been some kind of a backdoor system or maybe, you know, maybe brought in All-Ireland quarterfinals and had um, the losing All-Ireland, uh, the losing provincial finalists maybe play in that there. You know, that would have been an interesting concept, maybe something they probably should have done last year. But look, you know, um, I think we we learned, you know, there's a very good reason we straight knockout football was removed. And, um, you know, it was a novelty last year, but I really hope uh, straight knockout football, you know, is consigned to the past. I think we all do, to be honest. I think um, counties, especially not so much Cork and Donegal now, but counties like Derry, Offaly, who have had outstanding years. Clare is another one who got hit out the gate by Kerry. They deserve more game time, in my opinion, after the years they had. So, look, it's very harsh and hopefully will be binned. And just a final question, Donegal, as well. Dicklin Bonner, like he's had a few years in charge. Now that's two years without lost their title. Do you think it's the end for Declan Bonner or would you give him another year or two? Um, like it's very easy for people to say Declan Bonner out. You know, it's it's, it's it's a very easy thing to say, you know. You can say whatever you want, like, but one thing I would say though is there's not really a perfect man to replace him unless it's Jim McGinnis. And you know, Jim McGinnis has you know, he's he's getting his coaching match GA if it don't like so obviously he's not focused on the, the GA. So, you know, you need to look at, you know, um and um de- the reason um Declan Bonner got the job because he won the Ulster under twenty one championship back in twenty seventeen and um Jim McGuinness also won it back in two thousand and ten. So that's the criteria both these managers got, you know, going into it, you know, but um since then we haven't won an under 20 Ulster, you know, it's the under 21s obviously is a scrap now. And um, so, you know, it's just about that there, you know, obviously, you know, you can always, you know, um, I'd be open to maybe bringing in Mervyn O'Donnell who won the 2018 Ulster club championship with Gidor. But look, you know, it's um, that there, like, and, and, you know, I've, I I would love to see Malachi work go to a county like Donegal with, better resources that would be an interesting move but um it's just you know um if we're not producing the goods at um youth level you can always do it and one thing as well i always say like um you watched probably both the donegal championship and the tyrone senior football championship were given game airtime last year on tv so you would have seen games you know when you've seen donegal it was probably the traditional ulster football you know you think of ulster football it's kind of the way you expect Ulster teams to set up, you know, and that was like, you know, so Declan Bonner's implementing a philosophy and most of the clubs don't play, you know, so it's kind of players are changing up in a different format. And um, I think the reason it's working for Tyrone is because their clubs seem to play good forward thinking, attacking football. Well, that's how Fergal Logan and, and uh, Brian Duher are doing so well because they're bringing in something the players are used to and maybe Declan Bonner, he's jumping on a different ship and at inter-county level, that style of football is dead. You know, it's dead. I don't want to, you know, not going to gloss over it. You know, I, I love to get results no matter what, like, but it's dead, you know, and it's, and, you know, even though we won an All-Ireland, I'm happy it's consigned to the past and it's good to see we're making progress and hopefully GA doesn't take care about with so many rules again. Like, hopefully we just let the game slow. 
Absolutely, and even seeing the Ulster Championship so far this year, that football seems to be right in the past, considering the games we've had, the uh, likes of Tyrone playing, the attacking talent they have. We'll talk about Tyrone later on against Kerry, but it should be interesting to see how the football championship develops, especially for the Ulster teams over the next few years, and especially uh, over the next few years with Declan Bonner, whether he'll stay or not. Like Malachi Rourke's a very interesting choice, considering I was seeing a tweet recently that he's, he's up for the Cork job. I don't know is that oh that would that... be a long that'd be a long commute. He's uh he's a Fermanagh man, so like it would be um a bit of a but bit of a long long trek. You know, I just I just think you know maybe maybe they don't you know maybe something in Ulster might be more suited to him. You know, but whatever you know if if, if you know I'm sure I'm sure the Mike Ashley money you know you'd be able to get him get him down. You know, I'm sure you know he'd be a perfect one. Like, but um. I I'd, I'd love to see Keith Rickon become the next uh, Cork manager. I love his press conferences more than anything. Even if he's a failure, you know his press conferences. You know he's uh he's a he comes across as a good character. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly hope Keith Rickon takes the job one day for Cork. But um, I don't. I hear rumors that he actually doesn't want to take the Cork senior job. He likes developing, you know, under twenty players, and he wants to stick to that. So, look, it's his beliefs and things like that. And other than Keith Rickon, personally, I don't think Cork have a good manager, a good football man inside the county. So I think the main thing for us is to look beyond the borders in many ways. But um, it would be interesting to see how both Donegal and Cork find a new manager if Bonner leaves or McCarthy, I think, should leave. But we'll, we'll have to see over the next few weeks. But we'll concentrate this weekend anyway. Um, the most interesting game probably of the weekends, Dublin against Mayo. Now, most people say the Dubs have lost it completely. They're going to lose the six in a row. They're not going to win the seven in a row. Mayo have good talent coming through, yada, yada, yada. Can Mayo pull off a shock against the, this great Dublin side? Uh, it's not going to be a 70-minute game, put it that way. It's going to go to extra team. Maybe penalties. Maybe for all the talk of penalties, you know, it'd be interesting to see that finally, you know, happen. But I cannot see it going to 70 minutes. You know, I think Mayo, you know, even without Killian O'Connor, they've really, really ran Dublin close. Uh, there's rumours he might be back for it. I don't know if that's true, Ole. I'm not sure, is he? I think he's still injured. He might be back for the final if they make it, I think. Well, I'll just say, well, you know, it's it's been nine years since they done it in 2012, you know, and um, obviously... um. I, I remember as a Donegal fan, you know, um, the whole idea, because we knew Mayo don't want, it's it's not a Mayo thing to win All-Ireland, so we knew, you know, that it would be better if we got Mayo. Like, so I remember back in 2012 being absolutely delighted when Mayo beat Dublin and, you know, eventually. So, but look, um, yeah, they will, you know, they'll run them close, like, but um, I don't think Dublin have gone backwards, though. You know, um, Dublin will go through eventually. They'll find some way in extra time or penalties. Dublin just, their age profiles increased. Therefore, they don't have as much fast players. Therefore, they implement a more defensive style of football. They haven't gone backwards. They're still the same quality team. And, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't really buy into this nonsense. I think, you know, um, so many people outside of Dublin, because it's been the six in a row, kind of, you know, the anyone but Dublin mentality, they like to jump on like, oh, look who Dublin's struggling. Oh, it's coming in. It's very easy to say, you know, but if you look at them deaf, you know, and the way they defend, you know, they're kind of, you know, um, it's just the way they're set up, you know, but it doesn't not change the fact that they're still the best team in the country and I could easily see them doing seven in a row. 
interesting point there. Like, I, I look at the open performances that, uh, this year, especially against Mead, against Wexford, against Kildare. I honestly don't see a seven a row team there. Like, I think Kerry, if they beat, if they meet Dublin in the final, they'd probably beat them. It hurts me to say this as a car fan, but Kerry are much the better team than Dublin at the moment. And look at Mayo, like, they have young talent coming through, but. I suppose the worry for Mayo that you and me and any other GFM might have is that first half performance against, against Galway. Like against Leitrim and Sligo, no disrespect to them counties, Mayo weren't tested. They came come up against a decent Galway team in the first half and they got blitzed. The second half, Matty Ruan, etc., saved them and got the victory at the end. Would that be a worry for Mayo that that bad first half performance against Galway? Um worry for Mayo um, like Joe Broly says Mayo are a lottery team that's what they are you know there's no way to say it in any other way you know and I feel like you know Mayo will do themselves proud or absolutely embarrass themselves you know it wouldn't be there's no one between uh, for them so you know mm, I say they, they will ah look you know Look, Galway are a good team, and you know, oh, even though they're Division Two now, um, are still solid, you know. And more importantly, you know, um, it's a local rivalry, and maybe form goes out the window a little bit in these local rivalries. But however, however, that didn't really have much of an impact on the Sligo game, you know. But still, um, it's obviously an important game. Like so, uh, nah, look, you know, when when the going gets tough, the tough get going, and Mayo prove they're tough enough to absolutely get going, you know, and um. Yeah, they're a bit rough and tumble, but you know they will be back. You know, and um, so no, I like if if I was a Mayo fan, God forbid, um, <laughs> I would um, I wouldn't take worry from the Galway game, but I can see why people would like. But I'm, I'd still be rather confident uh, heading into it. Yeah, it was interesting to see you Mayo perform with the first half against Galway, and yeah, Galway are decent, so let's not forget that and. Look at Dublin's performance as well. You say they're they're decent enough to win the seven in a row this year, but having looked at the performances against Wexford, especially, they only beat by eight points. Wexford are deficient foresight. They lost against Watford and Carlo to put into perspective. Uh, Meath, I don't think they're they were great in the league to be honest. In honesty, and Dublin struggled against them, only beaten by six points. And Kildare didn't exactly shoot the lights out either. They kicked a number of wides. In my opinion, only Daniel Flynn and Jimmy Hyland performed well in the forward line. So that that has to be a worry for Dublin going into the final, considering they've played some, let's just say, weak opposition and they've struggled. Would that be a worry for you? Um. Yeah, look, look by their standards, the last six years, whatever, it is weak opposition. Um. You know, no, no disrespect to those counties, you know, but to put it honest, like, you know, the Wexford team, the Meath team and the Kildare team are all a good bit young, would all be younger than the Dublin team. So, you know, when you're younger, you're going to be the more free-flowing attacking team, you know. So Dublin knew they had the, you know, they didn't have the legs of some of them, even though they have much more experience and all the rest. And when it gets to the crunch moments, you know, sure, look at them, you know, a lot of these lads of six and seven, All-Ireland medals, um, there, you know, and um, so th- they will know the kind of um, things to expect. Like, so I just feel, you know, it's they have the experience, you know, and they know how to close the games. They've been there so many times before, you know. Um, so, yes, um, I feel, I, but I just feel, you know, not, it wouldn't be that worrying, you know, because 
you know, um, I just feel there is, uh, you know, a kind of it's just it's just the way Dublin set up their defensive. You know, they, it's just it's what you have to do when a certain crop of players reach a certain stage. You know, when they're just doing what's best for their team. Like if they played attacking football, you know, they might have even been got a little bit of a challenge. But you know, they still kind of you know, and me if they locked home and holes in the first half, yeah, they came back in the second half. You know, but still never really looked too much in doubt. Like so, no, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a a Dublin fan. I know, I know it's weird to say, you know, losing to Wexford, who'd, you know, were a shambles in the league. But look, you know, I still feel, you know, they they, they have enough enough in them to go to the next level. It's an interesting point, yeah, about the younger players running around Dublin. I think me definitely have young, younger players coming through and their panel Kildare are under 20 champions from 2018. So, there is an argument there that they are younger players than Dublin and Dublin are slowing down a small bit. Like, I think Kieran Archer, Lee Gannon, I think should get more game time for Dublin, in all honesty. I don't know what you think about that yourself. I think he, they're unbelievable players. Lee Gannon, in my opinion, is like a Jack McCaffrey replica. I think he's an absolutely outstanding player and he should get more game time for Dublin. But looking at this particular game now, is there any players on either side that you would fancy to have a man of the match performance? Man of the match performance. Um there's a few decent players um on both sides. Um Archie Mullen, I think, could really, really light it up. You know, um he's younger than Paddy Durkin, wee bit faster. He's an intelligent, intelligent player. Um he seems to kind of get his head screwed on, you know, and I think feel that would be a moment, you know, and, you know, I feel he's the he's the man you need if you want the balls to, to you know, disturbed, you know, make sure that um they don't get into the double and full forward line, you know, so that's the man you'd have to trust, you know, and I'd also have to um give confidence to um Owen McLaughlin, you know, a half Donegal man, so that's probably where both skills come from, but, you know, he's... um. A fantastic, fantastic player. Um, he could really, really, you know, stop Dublin on the defensive side. So, so yeah, look, you know, um, you can do whatever, you know. So it's, you know, it's all about stopping Dublin and attack. You know, what matters, you know. And um, Paul Mannion's looking good for Dublin. Really, really good. You know, he's really become the leader of the team. You know, and um, you know, uh. We've seen glimpses of what Evan Comerford could be. Look, he's no Stephen Cluxton yet, you know, and it's I don't think we'll ever see a Stephen Cluxton from any team. But um yeah, look, that that would be that there. So um yeah, that, that would be a good one as well. And Cormac Costello, you know, you just know you know, I think you know if if he if he plays to his full potential, which you know he has been doing in the league, you know. Oh, he will he will begin footballer of the year. So I feel, you know, yes, he will um be the main man, you know, and if, if me are gonna have to, you know, injure any man, you know, it's gonna be uh Costello. So yeah, absolute, you know, phenomenal footballer. And I I, I think he's um probably the most dangerous on the Dublin team. Yeah, Costello, he's only scored he's he's scored 150 in the championship so far, which is absolutely brilliant. Tally. He's only behind Ryan O'Donoghue, Darren McCurry, and Sean O'Shea. When you consider that that's an absolutely brilliant tally for Carver Costello to have, considering Dublin have performed to most people's opinion poor in the last few games. But he's one guy that has stepped up for Dublin after question marks over, over the last few years about him. But just um, general predictions of the game, do you think 
Mayo can pull this off or do you think Dublin will have it at the end and go on to the other the final once again? I Dublin will commence, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I do, I do think they will, you know. They, they will know how to play, you know, and, um, you know, don't get me wrong, like, you mentioned Gear and Archer, Lee Gannon, you know, if they want someone in the last 10 minutes to run the game, you know, they will get be the kind of man you need. So, you know, it's all about, it's all about how you use the bench, you know, and I feel maybe without Kelly O'Connor or things, you know, some players on the Mayo bench are getting game time in the start So I think, I feel the bench will want it for Dublin and the, the bench seems to be wanting it for most teams these days. So yes, I think they feel, you know, don't have the bench. You know, I ever you know Kevin McManaman, maybe, you know, no Michael Dara McCauley, but still, I feel they just have enough an attack, you know, and um, yeah, I feel, you know, that's, um, the, the tie just does, hasn't turned yet, but um, you, you don't know, like, you know, maybe, maybe Kerry might beat them, you know, but we'll see. Yeah, it should be interesting. I'd, I'd be going different now to you, Patrick. I'd say Mayo will win by a point. I just have that feeling that Mayo could do this. And look at the bench, as you mentioned. I just think Mayo have, even with O'Connor, I think they have decent players coming off the bench. Like said, James Carr coming off the bench in the last few minutes. He'll run the legs off Dublin. Mark Bourne hasn't been talked about recently. People forget mm. about his skill. So Mayo do have the players off the bench to beat Dublin. And if there's any time to beat Dublin for Mayo, it's a semi-final. And I just think mm. Mayo can just do this. I don't know. It's just, is it just me being hopeful for the country that they could beat <laughs> um, Dublin? But honestly, it's not. I hope I hope Kerry could beat them in the final anyway. So it, it doesn't matter a drop to me. So this is an unbiased prediction. I just think Mayo will have enough on this Dublin team. The bench, the likes of James Carr coming on. I think Ryan O'Donoghue who's done outstanding. Oshin Mullen. I don't know will Portugal Horror be back for the semi-final. I'm not sure about that, but... Look at their defence, even Owen McLaughlin going through, I think. A few of them players, I think, looking at Mayo so far, I think they've done absolutely brilliantly. Dar McHale's another player, he scored 3-7 in the championship, and he could burst into light. We'll have to see, but I, I think Mayo will win by a point in your prediction, Dublin. But we'll move on to the next game now, and most people think this will be a one-sided affair between Kerry and Tyrone, the conquerors of uh, our respective counties. So... Do you think Tyrone have a chance? Well, it's coming out now that um, 21 players have to self-isolate due to a COVID case. Like, so, you know, it, it depends. If the, you know, the time we're recording, it's not cancelled, but the time it could be out, it might already be postponed and taken forward. Like, so, you know, that, that kind of, you know, it kind of makes you think, you know. But, um, so, kind of feel, uh, you know, so... Um, Definitely, if Tyrone have you know twenty one players out, you know I don't get you know I don't don't matter who it is for a panel about thirty, you know so that means probably you know about five or six main players and then a bunch of lads from the under twenties, you know. So like, not um, you know I'd I'd have to back here, you know. It's not really you know people are gonna it's gonna be easy for people to see, you know. I'm I'm a Donny Goldwyn. I'll I'll run down Tyrone at any chance, like but no, like I just. You know, Kerry, you know, I think Mark Keane gave them the proper kick up the, you know, what, you know, so l- last year scoring like Owen, Tyrone and me strong, you know, when um, Kerry have got strong, you know, they've brought in a new strength and conditioning coach, a uh, man from my own club, uh, Ryan McLaughlin, who's just uh, studying and truly down there, like, so, yeah, um, could be that they're good, so, but, you know, they've, they've definitely looked better, you know, and I feel, you know, Kerry, no... 
how close he got to Dublin in 2018, and they're not letting it slip. Like, and you look at David Clifford, Sean O'Shea, they've got older, and once they get older, you know, they bulk up, you know, and they become stronger all around, you know, and Polly Clifford and Killeen Spillane, you know, are getting the game time they deserve this year, and, you know, I think the selections are finally right, you know, and he's not throwing defenders in the half-forward line in the Monster Championship games, expecting, you know, it to be an easy one. So, you know, I feel, you know, yeah, you know, I feel they just got everything right, you know, and I feel, you know, it still is only the first chance for, you know, the Tyrone management, you know, whatever the situation is. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I would have to back uh, Kerry to advance. Yeah, it's an interesting story developing there about Tyrone. Obviously, once the podcast episode goes out, we don't know if the game will actually go ahead on Sunday. Like, it's, it's a difficult one to find out, definitely, but... Like I was um, getting some DMs on my own Instagram. If the game is cancelled, it's unfair on Sligo because last year they had a COVID crisis and weren't allowed to play Galway weeks later. So there's that viewpoint as well. I I don't know where um, the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I believe it was actually Sligo themselves was a pull out though, wasn't it? Though I don't think they were forced to pull out. You know, there was over no, but you know. So I think that's the polar difference. So it's not. The GE has never actually forced anyone teams to pull out, I believe. You know, well, New York and London for obvious reasons. But, um, you know, I, I don't, don't know. Like, you know, there is always the point, you know, oh, Sligo got like there. But I feel if last year, if Sligo got Leitrim in the first round of the Connacht Championship, that there would have been a game. There would have been some kind of a game, you know. I feel would have been that. But maybe if the whole squad are out, out maybe they had no choice. Maybe the GE would have pulled them out anyways. But still... Um, yeah, I feel you know, I feel it would be unfair, you know, and I, I could definitely see how Sligo feet people would feel better, you know. Maybe you know, the suits only care about the big, big people, like, but you know, last year, you know, was also new to us, you know. But I hope you know, the right decisions get made, and you know, I just feel for the good of everyone, you know, and um, look, carry our look, carry themselves would rather beat Tyrone on the pitch rather than getting it just to, to Tyrone pulling out, you know. So, look, I think um, it's what both parties want. It's what the GA wants. It's what everyone wants, you know. It's what the fans want, you know. I just don't feel there's anyone who feels Tyrone should be pulled out of the competition. So, no, I, I feel, you know, it, it will go ahead and albeit, you know, whether it's this weekend or the weekend after, you know, and... um. Maybe you can have, you know, Law and Hurling final on the Sunday and the football semi-final on Saturday, you know, that, that would probably be a, a way of looking at it, you know, um, but look, it'll be interesting to see what happens and yeah. Yeah, and uh, so Saga fans, you are listening, it was your own coach that pulled out, but I, I could I could see why you'd feel aggrieved by it. It's a terrible situation to be put in and... Um, I suppose with the COVID cases in Toronto and Kerry, just a disclaimer now, if the game doesn't go ahead this weekend, just just um, listen to us next week. Listen to us next week if the game goes ahead. But we'll talk about it anyway, regardless of uh, the COVID problems in Toronto. That's probably a story that we talked about there for another day. But look at Kerry so far, Patrick. Look at their talent so far. The likes of Paddy Clifford, Killian Spillane, Sean O'Shea. Like even David Clifford hasn't been at his best and Kerry have been ramping teams throughout the championship, more or less. Do you think they're the team to stop Dublin? Um, they have potential, and, but potential and doing stuff are two completely different things. 
So, no, no, I, I really, you know, uh, no, no, I, I don't want to be, you know, I really don't want to kind of, you know, we've been left bound for, you know, I know Kerry have got stronger since 2019 and when they ran Dublin like but Dublin are just, Dublin just are just smart, you know, and I feel you know, there's still work that needs to be done on the defensive side of things, you know, and um, it's a 15-man game, so... You know, so yeah, I just look at the, you know, did the better attack than Dublin, but, you know, attack can only get you, you so far, you know, if the defenders don't perform, you know, and obviously David Moran, you know, coming up against Brian Fenton, you know, and I feel, I feel the battle would want, be one in midfield, you know, you know, they are the two, they are the two best midfielders in the country. I'd, I'd, I'd love to say Keelan McGonagall, Bunker and his finest, is the best, but, you know, them two are the best and the co- two best in the country. So I personally feel, you know, it's that battle which will win it, you know, and if David Moran, who's a wee bit older than Brian Fenton, if they can maybe, you know, win enough balls, you know, around there, you know, I think Kerry will do it, but I just think, you know, Brian Fenton is actually not just the best midfielder in the country, but the best footballer in the country. And I think, you know, if he has a good game, you know, and Kerry, I think, you know, the reason Kerry got so close to Dublin in that replay game, because Brian Fenton was kept shut, you know, in the second game, you know, he came out of his shell and, you know, started to play a bit, you know, so uh, I feel, you know, um, it all depends on whether they shut Brian Fenton or not, you know, I don't think they will, you know, I feel, you know, um, I say, you know, it's obviously probably a, a big occasion for him, you know, playing against the county he's actually eligible for, but um, I say, you know, yes, he will, face heartache and I say um, Dublin be seven in a row for Dublin we're sticking by the seven in a row but most people are actually back Kerry like I'm a Cork fan I'm a diehard Cork fan I would just think Kerry will have enough for this Dublin team Luke at the game so far this year but I suppose you think Dublin will still get seven in a row is that probably a disservice to the likes of Cork, Clare, Tipperary who Kerry swatted aside with ease in the Munster Championship in a way uh no, because the simple reason is they're two quality teams, Dublin and Kerry. But Dublin play defensive football, Kerry play attacking football. It's different like that there. If Dublin played, you know, the likes of uh Clare, Tepper, someone like that, you know, it would be they would play they would set up the exact same way and they would, you know, probably one be similar to maybe games like uh Kildare and Meath and even Wexford soon though. Um I don't think that would be that different. No, it's not even like it's easy to say, you know, Kerry hammered this team by so many points, you know, and all oh, look at them, you know, they they're brilliant, you know, but you know, it's that that's great. Like, but sometimes, you know, like under Jim McGuinness, we played teams like Antrim, who, you know, we're not sensational. I'm not gonna, you know, sugarcoat it, you know, we played, you know, when we started in division two under Jim McGuinness, we played some teams that were, you know. But a bit below average, to be honest, you know, and we we still had narrow ones against them, and we still, you know, went on to win the All Ireland. You know, you can put up the same arguments for the great tier one our mad teams, you know. So I just feel, you know, that um, Dolan aren't that defensive, but they're similar to that way. So I I look at it that way, you know. Um, you know, and, and and don't get me wrong. You know, we, we all beat Kerry playing that style of football as well. And Kerry were very attacking back then, just like they are now. Now, so I just think you know it's a case of history repeating itself. The the, def- 
the best defensive team in the country coming up against the all all attacking carry team, you know, and uh, eventually um, coming over them. Yeah, very interesting viewpoint there. And um, you, you look at uh, Tyrone, even without the COVID problems, most people say this will still be a hockey and Kerry will beat them. But looking at Tyrone's talent, the likes of Darren McCurry, Conor McKenna, Cahill McShane, Matty Donnelly, Peter Hart, you could go on. It's an unbelievable squad, in my opinion. Looking at on paper, they should be challenging Kerry, not, if not even beat Kerry. So... Why do you think people underestimate Tyrone too much? Is it the fact they're inconsistent, or what do you think yourself? Um, they won their first Ulster in four years. You know, it's it's great being one of you know. Obviously, you know, there's Donegal and Cavan there as well. Like, but um, you know, and they obviously got the All Ireland final in 2018. You know, and probably they feel they should have probably beat Kerry in 2019. They dominated for large periods of the game, but. I think the big difference is, is that, you know, all right to beat Cavan here in Division 4, like, and all beat those champions, you know, but that's good enough being there by 10 points. But then they go out and play Donegal. And I'm not better, but I, I do want to make it clear I'm not better about anything. But Michael Murphy is our main man. And the fact, you know, he gets sent off in the first half, you know, when he is our main player, you know, he's, he's without a shadow of a doubt, the best leader in the country. Maybe not the best tougher, but definitely the best leader. And, um, so that's us going, you know, if you go to Donegal games, you know, you, you see Michael Murphy barking orders. You never see any other players doing it. So you're probably playing against a pretty, you know, a definitely an understrength Donegal team. And we were only one point down against them in the second half, you know, and Keelan McGonagall got that goal in the second half. So we ran them close, like, and we definitely, I know it was six points, but still, you know, we we definitely died over good songs. So I feel, you know, the way Tyrone, you know, kept Donegal in the game, like that there, when they should have seen us out easily. Um, I feel you know that's just um the way it's going, and then all right, they dominated Monaghan first up, but you know the way Monaghan performed second half, and that's steal from Bagan, like all oh, that's that that's quality stuff. Like I don't think that gets talked about enough. And then you know obviously Monaghan were lucky not to you know go on and get get the points there. So like you know they beat um Monaghan who were their first Ulster final in six years by a point, like so. You know, they just probably, similar to the Dublin footballers, I think it's just because they weren't steamrolling teams. People eventually, you know, start to think, you know, they're not a good team. And then eventually Kerry, you know, they did steamroll all three teams in Munster. So I think that's the bit of a difference, you know. So I know with provincial championships, I know Ulster is a much more competitive than Munster. You know, it's a, it's a different beast altogether. But still, I just think, you know, it's it's similar to Dublin in that way. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about um, beating Monaghan or um, or even I think of Dublin beating Kildare. Like when you compare the provincial finals, uh, Mayo Galway and especially Cork and Kerry were the most one-sided affairs, and Kildare actually pushed Dublin despite performing poorly enough, pushed it to the pinner of collar, and obviously Monaghan did it against Tyrone. But you might consider both Monaghan and Kildare Division One sides technically. Galway and Cork are Division Two. Like, do you think? Mayo and Kerry are peaking too early in a way, or do you think um, it's a fair reflection of what's going on that Tyrone and Dublin are struggling through games? Uh, peaking too early? I would absolutely believe that Kerry peaking too early, and I think that may even, that may cost them come all in final day, and um, Mayo to an extent, um, it's hard to judge Mayo, like, because they're Division 2, like, and, you know, they were playing teams that they were they were going to be done as as you know so I wouldn't be too sure you know Sligo Leitrimman the only opposite is this top opposition they've had is Galway who they 
overturned it. But you know, one good performance, you know, and you're not all Ireland champions. It, it isn't one on the first day on you know um, in the provincial final. It's 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 one you know in that day in Co Park, you know. So I just feel that's pointless. But I definitely think Kerry maybe he can do early, and uh, I feel Mayo. You know, they just Dublin have beaten them so many times before, and it's just it's hard to see anything different happening. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just a few more things on the Kerry Tyrone game if it goes ahead this week or, yeah. of course, next week. Do you think they'll be, who do you think will be a man of the match performer for either side? Would it be David Clifford finally telling people to wake up and say he's the best player in the country? Or will Sean O'Shea be the best player? Or even Dan McCorry for Tyrone? What do you think? Yeah, um, I think, you know, if, if Cahill McShane starts, you know, he's definitely his potential. You know, Darren McCurry as well. Even even you need to look at Nylon Morgan at times, you know, I don't, you know, it's, as goalkeepers goes, he's pretty damn reliable. Um, there's also, you know, many other great players, you know, um, on the team, you know, like the Donnellys, you know, they're all good, you know, and um, there's that too, you know, and if we all know, you know, what Paul, Paul Donahue's capable of, you know, he's not done championship level, but you feel like there's a big performance breeding him, like, but I say it's more than likely Killian Spillane or Potty Clifford. You know, they've been sensational through the league. Like, and I honestly think if they give Killian Spillane an extra five minutes, or if they even started them against Cork last year, they would have won the game. Kerry, I feel they would have. You know, I feel he's been, you know, shoved um, in the background, you know, and it's probably it's probably easier for people to say, you know, when he was just starting, you know, he's in, he's he's only in there from his own, you know. But I've been well aware of him, you know. I've seen, you know, I say, you know, if if, if he didn't play against Kerry, uh, against Donegal in that minor final in twenty fourteen, you know, we would have won that one. Like, but you know, he it was it was a one man show that day, you know, and uh, he's running, you know, he's a such a sensational player, you know. But it's 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 easy for you to say, you know, just judging by his his family name, people, you know, kind of like you know, oh, it's just you know. Only there, like, but he's, he's a lot more than that. He's a fantastic footballer, and I do think you know he's um say so. And I think you know if he fits in a good performance against Tyrone, you know, we can definitely. I see either him or Costello will get um footballer of the year, and we'll we'll see. Like, but um yeah, I do think he'll march on, you know, and um get some kind of thing there. So yeah, I think that's the best answer. Yeah. Very interesting to find out there. Like um, you say Costello or um Killian earlier. Yeah, but. I think Spillane's outstanding cost though as well, but most people point towards Potty Clifford or Dan McCurry or even Sean O'Shea for player of the year. So it's a very interesting take you have there. But look at predictions for this game. Do you think Kerry will steamroll Tyrone or do you think it'll be a close game to people think? Uh, well, they'll definitely steamroll them if, if you know, if it is a an understrength Tyrone team, which, you know, if, if they play their 120s, you know, I, I do think, you know, They'll be well found out, but um, yeah, look, nah, I don't, uh, five, probably between five to ten points, maybe. I think that should be a realistic one, you know. They're not, Tyrone have moved on great strides since that, you know, league defeat, you know, in Killarney, and it shouldn't have been played in Killarney, probably should have been played in a neutral venue, but still, you know, it's great to see, you know, hopefully, um, the next generation, um, can I swear, no, but look. You know, um, it's it's never easy taking over from the greatest manager in the history of Ulster football. So, but look, you know, it's great, great for them. You know, and hopefully they can make make an impact. You know, but now nah, look, it's um, 
and, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm not bitter. I don't have I don't actually have anything against your own despite them being rivals. You know, I'm not supporting against anyone despite you know there's um a local man involved in the Kerry strength commission team. I do kind of I just feel you know Peter Keane knows his team better than Brian Duher and Fergal Logan knows their team better. So I think you know it's just maybe next year, but this year I think it's just you know it's gonna be a Kerry Dublin final. You know it's it's probably traditionally the most boring predictable finals most years but you know it's going to be that way and it's just uh, yeah yeah I'd probably go along the same lines for the Kerry Tyrone game at least I think Kerry will beat them by seven or eight points I just don't see Tyrone turning around this brilliant Kerry side I don't know where they peaking too early as you say in the Munster Championship like Cork performed very poorly in the Munster final I was shocked as a Cork fan in all honesty but even as a Cork fan I think Kerry will go on to win the All-Ireland. I think they'll beat Mayo in the final because we all know Mayo will get to the final and lose it anyway. So, you know, you know, I think, yeah. I think Kerry will win the final eventually and send Mayo to the sword. But you think differently. You think it'll be a Kerry-Dublin final and you think Dublin will win the seven in a row. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think that there. And maybe, maybe it's all I've been used to recently. So maybe I just can't see past it. You know, and Maybe that's it, you know. But maybe, or maybe it's hard to kind of, you know, or 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 maybe I'm just not re- re- ready for it. Or you know, maybe with the country just kind of can't. I I maybe up here I just can't see it happening, you know, because it's been so used to seeing Dublin winning it. But you know, it would be look, it'd be good. Look, I've no against Dublin, but it would just be it'd be good for the game, you know, it'd be good for young children, you know. There could be like a kid at like 10, 11 or 12 who maybe doesn't know anything different than Dublin winning Sam, which I think is very unhealthy for the game, you know, and, um, but yeah, look, it's um, good going forward and hopefully you know, something happens, but like I say, I, I can still see Dublin, you know, keeping Sam in the capital. Very interesting talk there. So we're going for, I'm going for Kerry, you're going for Dublin. So it should be very interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks. And I suppose we'll move on to, Briefly, the LGFA semi-finals, that's also on the weekend. They're both on Saturday, as a matter of fact. First game should be very interesting, in my opinion. It's Meath and Cork. Like, Meath beat Armagh quite comprehensively in the quarterfinals. And Cork struggled against Watford for long periods of that game. So, it should be a very interesting game. This could be the intermediate fin- the intermediate champions from last year get to an All-Ireland final. Oh, like, a Meath-Dublin final. You know, it's it's been it'd be the first time in either men or ladies football that we'd have an all Leinster final it would be very interesting indeed. Like, and you know, I think you know a lot of people are getting behind this beef team because you know they just there. It's a sensational story, and maybe you know it probably shows you know um, that maybe you know a, t- a tiered championship can work if it's implemented right. Um, but you know, Vicky was a sensational player. You know, but um, Cork beat them in the group, you know, I think it sh- they should have copied the hurling maybe and stopped getting repeat fixtures up until the final because I-, I feel, you know, it should have been, they should have played Mayo or Dublin, but look, it's um, a sensational one, you know, going over Armagh, you know, Armagh, you know, Amy Mackin and everything, you know, and the whole team, you know, obviously Armagh took away Donegal's uh, f- f- precious free in a row Ulster crown last year, you know, but um, hopefully uh, we'll get the better of them in the Ulster final in like two weeks' time, but yeah, um, I still think, you know, that um, Meath have a lot going for them, but I'd, I'd have to back Cork, you know, they just, they pedigree, you know, they pedigree and experience, you know, and I just feel uh, they, they'll be back, you know, and um, 
you know, ah, look, you know, they, they, they ran them out in the league, like, but I just feel they, they, they have enough good players to, you know, make a difference on their day. I know Searsha Noonan, you know, who was probably their best player last year, has gone on, you know, to focus on the soccer. But look, um, it's um, still a quality team. Like, and look, they're, they're a year older this year, you know, and they'll be coming back better and stronger and um, may challenge Dublin. I can't see that, like, but still think, you know, they're definitely a step above me. Interesting there. I, I think Cork, look, we have some outstanding performances so far this year. I think Saibo Leary's been outstanding. I think the two wingbacks, Eric O'Shea and Melissa Dogan, have been brilliant. But the, the team in general, I don't think they've been clicking as well as they have over the last few years. And that'll be a worry. Maybe it's the same as the men's football. Maybe team big teams not peaking too early is the best way to go about things. But We'll have to see, like, Mead have been the absolute story of the season. They've been absolutely outstanding. Like, I don't think even Vicky Wall has been their best player. I think Emma Duggan's been outstanding. I think mm. Stacey Grimes has been brilliant. I think Orla Lally from midfield has been outstanding. So a lot of them players are stepping up now. So it should be a very interesting encounter, I would have thought, on Saturday. Uh, yeah, abs- uh, absolutely. Um you're you're dead right um about that there and i personally feel um it's the best way going uh, forward maybe if that's the way it is you know but um yeah look um i can't uh there you know and um look cork are so good team you know and um but yeah look yeah it's just experience really you know me will come back stronger next year whatever happens you know and um I'd 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 love to see me football do well. You know, it's 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 just strange to see you know men or women in Kildare meet. You know, when they're such proud footballing counties, you know, to be so bad. You know, in recent years, but look, you know, they they'll be back. You know, and um, but I'm I'm just putting Cork there. Orlefan, sensational player, Emma Duggan, and look, Meath did trash Tipperary, which I was shocked by. You know, because I always. I've seen Tipperary play in the intermediate final in 2019, and they were a sensational team. You know, they were, oh, they were step up and they beat them in the intermediate final. Look, but you know, after two intermediate finals, you know, you know, winning the latest one, you know, they're they're up on top, you know, and they're definitely you know on the right track going forward. And yeah, absolutely, you know, and um, but look, um, should be interesting, and and the over semi final will be very interesting too. Should be very interesting. You're back in Cork. I back Cork slightly. I think they will by something like three points. It'll be mm. a very, very tight game. But um, yeah, I think Cork should have enough to beat this Mead team. But it's an absolute fairy tale what has happened to Mead over the last few weeks. But the other semi-final people are seeing is a one-sided affair. You've seen Dublin against your own county, Donegal. Do you think they'll win another All-Ireland this year? Uh, it's going to be very boring for me to predict. Dublin to one of them, both the men and the woman. Oh, it's you know, oh, oh, as as you probably seen me on GA Fan TV and other things, you know, I'm often um, a man for the unpopular opinion. Um, but um, no, no, I no, I, I, I can only see Dublin winning. Um, unfortunately, you know, and um, Cork, you know, have lost Sirius and and you know, it's kind of their understanding, you know, and Dublin haven't really gone backwards, you know, we. Like, um, the big difference between last year was that, you know, we should have absolutely uh, at least got a draw against Dublin last year. You know, if, if you're watching the game, you know, it was a, it was a freak point. Let's be honest about it. Let's not um, 
put down there. You know, it was it was the one. You know, and maybe me it was it was on Halloween night, so maybe there's something supernatural about it. But it was um that way it was. You know, but things things have changed since. You know, and um you know their ability to st- step up the plate. You know, and um obviously we had to bring we brought Teresa Jenkins out of retirement. You know to get to the get down to the bones but you know but still you know um Dublin you know turned us over even though we were competitive with them you know and um I feel it feels like you know we can beat anyone that isn't Dublin and even but you know we, we lost it um conceding those three goals in two minutes against Galway that's that's where we lost lost it there we would have gotten easier drawn we probably would have been in the semi-finals had we maybe um probably got Mayo if we probably you know if we had there but you know it's not time for us and but you know Dublin are a good team you know they have so much sensational players, and um, yeah, four in a row, I believe, maybe five in a row. Is it? I think it's five in a row. Yeah. Oh, two, two five in a row. Like, I, I know Cork six in a row. I believe is the kind of mantra they're trying to hit. Like, but um, I still feel you know, Dublin are a really good team. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, but yeah, they just have they just have too much quality. Like, you know, you're going to have to look at some. The likes of, um, oh, you know, Turl, Ahern, you know, and the rest of you know, um, even that goalkeeper Tira, Tira Trant is um going out there and um, you know, Kerry's looking very good as well. Like so, and who can forget McGee? And they're definitely you know making strides as a county. So um, well, not making strides, but keeping up the same momentum. And um, you know, Aoife Kane looks very good off the bench. You know, and, look, yeah. Look, I, I like, you know, the Kelly sisters are good for me and they're definitely a competitive team, you know, and they've definitely, you know, know they are capable of getting there. Like, but, you know, don't we we played them in the league, like, and we beat them for else of comfort. So, yeah, I just feel, you know, um, yeah, it's, I don't want to say, you know, but they're probably going to win between five to ten points. It's just going to be, uh, it's going to be another boring, you know, d- Dublin double. So, <laughs> Very pessimistic there, Patrick. But um, yeah, I, I'd have to fancy Dublin to win this game and the All Ireland in general. But speaking a bit on Mayo, you talked about the Kelly sisters there. Would you give them any sort of a chance of causing a surprise in this game? Um, I'd put it 70 30. I'd put 70% chance of Dublin won, 30% chance of Mayo winning. So, yes, you know, but um, with Water Breaks in place, like, you know, Dublin will find a way. They'll run out, you know, and they'll. Mm, they know how to do it, you know, and I do I do want to say, however, fair play to the GA, you know, for having such an important game as a double header, you know, because um it's obviously very, very important, you know, for the ladies' games, you know, when um it definitely creates a lot of interest, you know, and um, you know, because having them different events, different times, you know, when it just, you know, it, it doesn't do you anyone any service. And I just feel, you know, it, it's it's something that has definitely helped the ladies' game, you know, when we've seen in league games in the past, like and put you know, um probably COVID probably disrupted a lot of progress in the ladies game. You know, I was there the day 56,000 people was there, like, but definitely, you know, it's a, it's a right step forward. And um, I'm sure there's um, many young girls, girls who can look up to, you know, them. And there's, I'm sure, you know, there, there'll be boys who obviously look up to the heroes of Dublin and Mayo, you know, in the other semifinals. So yeah, it's just, um, it's better for everybody, but Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned the games being on a crop part. This the last thing I'll talk about in DLGFA. Like Cork and Mead is set for Tuam on Saturday and Mayo Dublin for Crop Park. 
Like the winners of Dublin Mayo, which we'll think will be Dublin, more or less, they'll get an extra game in Crow Park before the latest football final. And me, the Cork won't get that experience uh, in a championship game. Do you think that's a bit unfair on the players on Meath and Cork? Um, it it isn't. It isn't. You know, it's not. You know, it's. Um, you know, you know. We've seen Friday night games. I'd be interested in maybe putting a Friday night game in Crow Park there because you know it's different with Dublin Mayo games because. It's only going to be double male fans getting access to tickets, you know. But then you have Tyrone Carey, and then if you add, you know, Meath and, um, oh, Meath and, oh, Cork, and, you know, it's going to make getting tickets much more complicated. It's just going to dilute the whole thing. It's just going to make everything a bit lesser in a way. Like, so I just feel it's, it, it's, it's, it's better just to kind of keep it away from it, you know, and maybe that's, and I know it's, it's a very hard, hard thing to, Fathom, you know, and um, that there, you know. So I feel the only way of having a Crow Park is having it on a Friday night, you know, and, and, and that might actually happen there, but I can't see. There's been no rumors of it, you know, because I would definitely it would maybe happen if there's rumors, but you know where that. That's only as I know it's 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 a tough one to have, you know. But maybe you know put put in maybe the LIT Gritic Greens or maybe a bigger stadium, just you know, as a credit to them or um or obviously Parky Queen, you can't have that Cork and home advantage, but still, I just feel it's better just for. Yeah, but yeah, look, it's just the the way some things are, and um, it's unfortunate. But look, that's just the way fixturing problems are, especially in a COVID era. Yeah, absolutely. But um, the there is another match before the Kerry Tyrone game, if it goes ahead, of course, on Sunday, and that's the last game we're going to talk about in the previous show. It's the under twenty final between Ross Common and Offaly. Like, I think it's absolutely refreshing to see these two sides. Battle it out, considering you obviously carry Dublin, Mayo, uh, Tyrone. It's mm. always kind of boring at times. But then you see the under-20 final. It probably gives hope to the rest of the country that there is great footballers in these counties. Absolutely. You know, um, it's 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 fantastic. You know, it's, um, all we, you know, like we've seen, like like we have been at the, like, like the Donegal under-20s went out to the, for man under 20s, you know, and it was probably good for football, you know, but obviously, but still, like, it's good to see maybe more diversity because, like, you know, if, if you can split it up around the youth teams, you know, and especially, you know, it's, you know, you can't forget that Sligo team winning minor for the first time in 53 years, you know, it's, you know, that's, that's obviously great, you know, and that I just feel, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, um, awfully, nothing screams at you, a sleeping giant like awfully, and, um, also, Ross Common are very um, good county, you know, when they've done that, you know, you know, they've always been up and around there, you know, and maybe, maybe that's the push they need, maybe, if they want to get to an All-Ireland semi-final, because that's, I think, that's the one thing maybe they've been missing the last 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you even see the provincial winners uh, over, the, over the last few weeks, the likes of Down beating Mon- I know some people condone us as the Duffy family again, but... Uh, most people would have liked to see Monaghan win that game, but mm. even Down winning it with with their um their kind of drought over the last few years, they in the senior they haven't really got close to one our since 2010. They have Connor Laverty and Sean Boyle in there now. Ross Common beat them, which was a brilliant game of football, and awfully beat Cork in a brilliant performance. So, do you, who do you think will win this game, Ross Common or Offaly? Because this will be a titanic battle, I'm sure. 
Uh, awfully. I think awfully Cormac Egan, you know, with that mullet. It's very, very iconic, you know, but he's a, he brings a lot, a lot of flair to it. You know, he's um obviously, he, you can tell he comes from a hurling background, how fast he can get the ball, you know, and they're definitely proud of um everything going on. You know, when you look at um many other great players, obviously, you know, um you have, you know, Cullen, you have Jack Brent, Brent as well, you know, if I'm pretty sure. Tom Heidland, the fullback, Lee, Lee uh, Peterson, I think, is his name, you know, and um, they're good. Rory Egan as well, you know, they're they're well set up, you know, but um, Ross Comlark, you know, but it's it's going to be good banter as well because it's not very often you have, it's kind of, you know, the, the, the two counties border each other, you know, even though they're in different provinces, they do border each other and they're both kind of, it's, you know, they're both in the heart of the Midlands, so you know, it's good to see, you know, I feel the Midlands have been underperforming, you know, out of, compared to any other region the last two years in the football, you know, so it's good to see um, the way it's forming, you know, so, yeah, I'm definitely um, not ruling out, you know, it's it'd be good to see, like, and um, obviously Ross Coleman, you know, getting past, I believe, Mayo, was it? Or was it Galway? It was Mayo in the final, I think, yeah. It was Mayo in the yeah. final, yeah. You know, and so yeah, the, you know that, that's always a good team. You know, and, and there's no such thing as a weak Mayo team, especially at Andre's. You know, you've you've Dark Craig, who's fantastic. You've uh, Keith Doyle as well. You know, and you've uh, you know you've, you've Thomas Crean as well, and um, Connor Lohan, that fullback. You know, can properly mark a man. You know, so it'll be an interesting battle. You know, and um, I feel you know it will be less than five points, but I do think you know, awfully will run out victorious, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, that out there, you know, I'm sure with Shane Lowry's forever funding, you know, the, the only way is up for them, you know, and be an awfully good success. <laughs> honestly, honestly, after awfully played against Cork, I, I just hope awfully win it. You know, they have some brilliant players, as you mentioned, correctly there, Jack Bryan at Cormac Egan, some outstanding talents and Shane Lowry backing them now. You look at the senior as well, John Mahon is in charge there, Keen Farrell, Keen Johnson, Journey, some excellent players there in Offaly. So good luck to them. You look at Ross Common as well. I think James Fitzpatrick, centre forward, is very good. Their full forward, I forget his name now, is excellent. So it should be a very, very good game. Definitely looking forward to it on Sunday. But um, GA's own podcast anyway, Patrick. Uh, you're on season two this summer anyway after a long layoff. Um, have you any brilliant guests lined up over the next few weeks? Yeah, well, um, out Monday, um, I'll have you on previewing the NFL there. So if I, I had many great ones, you know, and um, genuinely, like you know, I could I could get you know, I genuinely like to get guests that are from that are kind of interesting to chat. They're not really, you know, like I've had um, I had a Calvin Hurling manager on. He spoke very good. Like he kind of you know, you know, he, he the amount of passion, you know, he spoke about maybe the passion, you know, because. For about three or four years, Calvin were the bottom ranked hurling team. They got to Laurie Muir family. It talks about what it meant to, you know, the small pocket of people in Calvin that care about hurling. So yeah, you know, it's um good there, you know. And there's also um many other great guests, you know, Aaron Mara, you also David Rispin as well. Um, I've had Willie Joe McHale talk to you. I've had Leash Waldron, former Derry and Kilkenny hurler, um, obviously playing Derry due to his Moore's connection and all the rest of it. But look, you know, you know yourself, it's very hard to get like, you know, schoolwork and everything going, you know, and balance it with a podcast. You know, it's obviously, you know, that's that's what, you know, kind of as as taking precedence, you know, and obviously, you know, kind of end, end, ended there. Um, 
near the end of May, you know, and kind of, you know, kind of was kind of, I kind of maybe took two weeks once I got this aim was done, just put the feet up, you know, because it was kind of, I'm going to be honest, you know, kind of, so sometimes, you know, you kind of need that area, but look, it's good to be back for championship, you know, Norris, it's probably shorter than I would have liked, you know, but um, yeah, it's it's brilliant to see, and um, I'll definitely be getting a few more interesting uh, guests on there, you know, and um, yeah, look look forward to it, I'll have it seven, seven o'clock on a Monday morning, it always comes out, so you know, um, it's the first podcast of your your the week in the G when it comes to the GA section. So you know, create create yourself a good schedule. You know, me on Monday, you on Wednesday. You know, that's you know the way it should be. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, uh, it's a brilliant podcast to listen to. I'd really recommend you listen and uh, just remind us, Patrick, where you can find us, find you on social media. Yeah, um, GA's own media on Instagram, um. I, I, I have actually looked at weekend the Jesus name like but there's a current like five years ago which doesn't really post like and unfortunately that's just the way it is like um media just kind of encompasses everything you know and um Facebook you know just search up Jesus you you should have no problem getting it you know and um Twitter zone underscore G TikTok Jesus uh, just the normal name you know and there's also uh there, there there's also a Jesus website which there'll be plenty of links there you know and I do do be writing different pieces that's how it all that's how Jesus actually all began you know it's um. A podcast was only a side thing, you know, but obviously, you know, it's and then it kind of moved into this, you know, but it takes some, um, yeah, so it's definitely not some, um, I definitely know what we'll be doing. I do look at some local match, unfortunately, for my own club teams and different games within the Donegal club scene. So, yeah, you know, that'll be good enough then, yeah. Great to see Patrick and glad you're finding your way in the GA world. Um, thanks for coming on again for the third episode um, in the GA Statsman podcast that you'll be on and Thank you for joining, and I hope you enjoyed the games at the weekend in LGFA yeah. men's football and under twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you too. Like I hope we all, as a neutral, I love to see it, and I'll definitely be getting the popcorn ready for some other games. So yeah. Thank you to Patrick Sharkey for coming on to the podcast, and thank you for listening to me. Thank you to Fortune Favors for sponsoring today's show, and until next week, I'll see you then, and take care.